Paris. Oh yeah, no, it's crazy. Like it's totally unexpected. Like I did not, I did not think it would come down to this at all. But, Absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> so you, you just staying home right now and just staying yeah? home, don't move, and uh, hope that this thing gets resolved soon. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So uh, I know you're in a rush, so I'll, I'll just get to it. So thanks again for calling in. I'm, I'm here with Coach Jackson here, Coach Hugh Jackson. That is. Um, this is Wild Chat Sports uh, podcast. Really happy to have them. So, Coach, welcome. Thanks for joining. Hey, thank you for having me. Hey, no problem, no problem. So, uh, just tell us real quick. You know, how, how did you uh, grow a love for the game of football? Well, I played. I, that's the first sport I really played was uh, pop water football, mm. and um, just loved the, the the camaraderie of the guys. And right. Start off your coaches, or they become somewhat like your dad, even though they're not your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you build so many friendships, you know, in little league football. And so one thing led to another. Uh, went from there, went to high school, was a high school quarterback, mm-hmm. and won a city championship. And you go from there, and it's like, man, football's been good for me. So right. you keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, you also coached at Pacific, right? Um, coached at Arizona State, uh, Cal State Fullerton, uh, Cal also, um, the London Monarchs. Um, but in 1997, you served as USC's offensive coordinator. You got to work with quarterback uh, Carson Palmer. We actually just had Carson on our podcast uh, two days ago, so that's it's pretty cool that we're able to talk to both you guys. Um so, you know, as a coach, did you feel, you know, uh, more pressure to succeed with a young, promising quarterback like Carson, or did you feel more confident? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm not going to say it was pressure. Um, it was exciting mm. because he's so talented. Right. He's the best peer passer I've ever seen, even to this day. Yeah. I mean, he was just so gifted mm. at throwing the football. And then to watch his career, you know, he goes and wins the Heisman Trophy at USC, becomes the first number one overall pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. Uh, with Marvin Lewis and I never get Marvin calling me and asking me about him mm. because he knew I had really spent some time with him and his family having coached him and so right. just watching his career and him coming back and uh, spending time with at the Raiders with me mm. and then watching him go from there and doing what he did at uh, Arizona towards the end of his career was just yeah. outstanding yeah no that's that's awesome and, and you know we'll, we'll get to that as well in a little bit um but, you know, going at uh, USC up until 2000, um, that's when you decided to make the transition to the NFL. Um, so what, what made you, um, and that's when you became the running back coach for the Redskins, that is. Uh, so just curious, what made you, you know, make that jump to the NFL uh, rather than, you know, staying as offensive coordinator at USC? Maybe talk about that adjustment. Well, I mean, I was made to make that adjustment, to be honest mm. with you. Pete Carroll was coming in. He was bringing in a whole new staff. Mm. And, um, you know, I wanted to go, always wanted to go pursue the National Football League and coach mm. the best, the best in the world, be considered one of the best coaches in the world. You have to coach at that level. Yeah. So I immediately had an opportunity for Marty Schottenheimer to come to the Washington Redskins and coach there and so that started my journey and uh, I wanted to be on offense and mm. coach position that I knew extremely well quarterbacks running backs whatever it was going to be I was willing to do mm. yeah no that's that's awesome and, and uh you know you talked about you know that transition to the NFL uh you were with the Redskins up until 2004 and then that's when you re- reunited with Carson Palmer um you know in which you talked about best pure passer that you you worked with uh, even to this day 
Um, and, and at that time, when you transitioned with the Bengals, they had Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada. In your opinion, what was this the most talented offense you had the opportunity to work with? And, and maybe talk about what it was like working with those wide receivers. Oh, absolutely. I think first and foremost, having a quarterback. I mean, that's what everybody's trying to find mm. in the National Football League even today. Mm. And at that time, Carson was one of the best. And then you had Chad Johnson and T.J. Ushmanzada and Chris Henry right. you know, into that fold. And we had some very talented run, running backs with Rudy Johnson. Um, we, we thought we had a really dynamic offense, and we did. And it was all led by Carson. Yeah, no, and and it's pretty. It's once again so cool that we just had Carson, and now we're talking to you today. So thank you again for stopping by. Um, so next few years, uh, from 2007 to 2011, uh, you, you worked with the Falcons, the Ravens, the Raiders. Um, you come back to Cincy in 2012. Did you feel this second stint uh, provided more confidence between you and uh, Marvin Lewis second time around? Well, it did. I mean, it was hard to leave him the first time, mm. you know. And uh, I have the utmost respect for Marvin. He's a tremendous football coach and tremendous friend. Um, really, really good at what he does. And so uh, the second time around for me, it gave me, for him, a different set of eyes. Having been a head coach at Oakland, right. having seen the things that he dealt with on a whole different level all the time, it gave me an appreciation for the chair that he sat in and yeah. really appreciated the things that he had accomplished so far. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And you guys obviously had a very strong uh, relationship, and you guys you know met again later on. But uh, you stayed with Cincy up until 2015, and then in 2016 you were offered the head coaching job for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Coach, what was your initial reaction, uh, and, and where were you when you found out uh, that they were going to offer you this position? I was in the uh, Bengals facility. Mm-hmm. I uh, got a call from ownership from the Browns saying that they were offering me position uh, I was uh, very ecstatic and excited about it I did my due diligence and thought it was the best place for me to go because I thought hey man we're gonna go turn this thing around and get to winning because right. obviously you want to win yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's truly about winning and obviously we'll talk about that another time that yeah, was a yeah. different different set of circumstances but that's where I was and it was hard for me to leave Cincinnati uh, at the time, Marvin wanted me to stay. Ownership there wanted me to stay. But I thought it was best for me and his relationship mm. that I moved on. I didn't want to be the head coach there and waiting. Right. I didn't think that would yeah. be fair to him. And mm. fair to our friendship, so I left. Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, both of you guys did a tremendous job there. Um, so, you know, re- you know, you talk about the responsibility of being a head coach. You know, how do you handle, you know, the criti- criticism being in that position? I, I bet it's, you know, pretty tough. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, it can be because it just doesn't affect you. It mm. affects your family and friends mm. and, and all the people who know, um, you know, the work that you put in. I mm. mean, just because something looks a certain way doesn't mean that that's really the way it is. Right. You know, but at the same time, I get it. You get all these fans that pay a lot of money for games. Right. Uh, they're, they have an expected outcome, and that's mm. what they're looking for. And when it doesn't happen that way, this is what social media has created. Yeah. No, and you know, I, I think that's that's a lot of a lot of pressure, obviously. Um, so you know, real quickly, uh, what was it like uh, coaching, you know, Baker Mayfield? Um, you know, because he had a solid season, uh, half season playing under you. You know, maybe thoughts on the Browns' future with him leading the way. No, I think Baker's a tremendous player. Yeah, I've said that numerous times. I mean, I stood on the table. 
uh, as well as with John Dorsey to for him to be mm-hmm. in Cleveland. And so I think he has a bright future. Uh, obviously, they have a new regime now, new head coach, yeah. uh, new GM, new energy, new opportunity. Uh, but I think he's the man to lead them. I mm-hmm. mean, he's very talented. He's a good player. Um, they've surrounded him with better players here just recently. So I think he'll get back to being what he needs to be. I just think it's it's time for them to settle in on who they want to be and make it really about him on yeah. every level. And I think he'll give them the wins that they're looking for. Yeah, and, and you like that. What, what are your thoughts on I mean, they just signed um, Austin Hooper, and they have Odell, uh, Jarvis Landry, of course. Um, you, you know, it could be probably one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL. Possibly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you go back and look at them this past year, there was no mm. different. There was no problem in talent. Mm. You know, I don't know what that issue was. I'm not there to speak on that. Mm. But at the same time, they've had, you know, a lot of talent there. It, the, the best teams are not sometimes the most talented teams. Mm, yeah, absolutely, play, yeah. play really well together. And I think that's what they're going to work at. I think that's what they're going to work work on, you yeah. know, is how do we get all of this talent to play as a team. Mm. And if we can do that, then great things happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you worked with tremendous athletes over the years. You, you know, you made athletes who they are today. I mean, you know, you worked with so many legends in the NFL. Who was the most talented athlete that you've ever coached, in your opinion, if you had to pick one? Wow, there's so many. <laughs> I tell people this all the time, and I never got a chance to coach him on an everyday basis because he uh, didn't stay around. But Michael Vick mm. was the most talented player I've mm. ever been around. The guy that I had the most fun coaching was Chad Johnson. Mm. Um, and he, don't get me wrong, he's extremely talented. Yeah. But, um, you know, that was just, I mean, coaching a receiver and coaching a quarterback yeah. is two different <laughs> things. Yeah. But, um, Obviously, it was Michael, but then Chad was was everything. Mm. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And uh, just curious, you know, you worked in at the collegiate level and at the pro level. Um, do you have a preference in, in what league you you like coaching better, or both of them? Well, I've always loved. Uh, I've, I've loved both. To yeah, be very honest with you. My preference is just to coach. I think yeah. leading men and coaching men. You know, whether it's the college level where. They really hang on to everything is, mm. is great. At the pro level, you challenge yourself to coach some of the best players in the world. Yeah. So uh, it's all how you see it, you know, in my opinion. But I, for me, I don't I don't have a, you know, boy, I got to coach in the National Football League. Oh, I, I right. got to coach in college. I just like coaching. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, coach, last question. Uh, what, what's your favorite moment as a coach? Or what, what do you ultimately want to be remembered for? Coaching. On my offensive football teams. I mean, I think I've, um, you know, it's so funny when I hear people talking about cutting edge and innovative yeah. <laughs> and doing these things. And I think if people would really go back to 2015, you know, before I got the job in Cleveland, that's what I was seen as. Yeah. You know, and people forget that, mm-hmm. you know, when you someplace else and you don't do some of the same things you used to do. But mm-hmm. I've always liked that aspect of the game, finding things and doing things differently than what the norm is mm. to create an outcome. So yeah, uh, I think hopefully people will look back in my career and say, man, this guy knew how to coach offensive football oh, yeah. at a high level, and uh, he was able to get guys to produce. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you worked with Carson Palmer. He had a tremendous career. And, and you know, what's, another thing that's overlooked is you know how you, how you did such a great job with that Raiders offense with Darren McFadden. He had a spectacular season. So I don't forget, man. I don't forget. So uh, <laughs> keep you. it up, Coach Hugh. Jackson, everybody, a legend. Uh, Coach, thanks for stopping by, and and hope you stay safe and healthy during this crazy time. Wish you the best.
You too, buddy. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you again. Have a good one. Bye-bye. From the sweet life of Zach and Cody on the sweet life on Drake Bell here. It's your girl Camille Kostek. Shuma Gavin in the house. Shoe nice again. Lay Howard from the Los Angeles Lakers. This is CeeLo Green. To follow at Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. If you Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. Peace. Wild Chat Sports, man. Check it out. Love it.